0: Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschel and Paige Kieschel. Good afternoon, Paige. Hello. So today's episode is uh, about being consistently inconsistent. And um, this time where we're going to discuss what we mean by consistently inconsistent, consistent, why somebody might be that way, what some outcomes of it are, and what you can do about it. So Paige has been doing lots of research. So Paige, what do we mean by consistently inconsistent?
1: So- When I think of being consistently inconsistent, I think of being able to to complete a series of steps or actions in one setting, but having trouble doing the same series of steps or actions in a different setting. So like in the morning, if you take medicine, you would probably get up, take your medicine and brush your teeth. But if you take medicine at night, like I do, you might have trouble doing it, doing, take your medicine, go to, or brush your teeth, then go to sleep, even though it's like the same thing, just in two different settings, you can't quite figure out a way to do it. Or there's also, you might be super like able to do all your classwork and all of your activities or work in one class, like writing class, but then in math class, you seem to can't, you can't like focus and do the work that you're supposed to do. So it, you're consistently being inconsistent.
0: Right. So when I think about it, um, I think of Ari Tuckman, who I think was the first psychologist that I heard talk about being consistently inconsistent. He was Um, a teacher in a class that I did, Um, but he's also an author and a podcaster. So if you don't know who Ari Tuchman is, you can look him up. He's pretty well known in the ADHD community. Um, But I also think of it as being like, like sometimes you would be right on when you would have to do your chores when you were younger. And other times, when you did your chores, you just couldn't quite get it together. Um, but I think ADHD on a whole is consistently inconsistent from person to person, right? So it presents differently in, in everybody. So I think it's sort of those two different ideas. Um, why do you think you're consistently inconsistent, Paige?
1: Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> this is kind of disgusting. But the, the, um, the, Example that I used at the beginning, the brushing your teeth part, like no matter how much I try, I like leave out my toothbrush, I leave out my, my floss and do all of these things. And I can't seem to get into the habit of nightly brushing my teeth at night, but like every morning I take my medicine and I brush my teeth because that's just what I've been doing for the past 12 years, but um. Maybe it's, uh, uh, and then, like, I'm consistent at, like, work. And then, like, sometimes during, like, certain household activities I have trouble doing, particularly laundry. I hate doing the laundry. But um, yeah.
0: I hear both of those things from a lot of my clients. Brushing the teeth at night is real hit or teeth miss. at
1: night is, like, hard. Because, like, when you yeah. brush your teeth, I feel like, like you're starting your day. Yeah, I've already brushed my teeth once. Why do I have to do it again? I'm going to sleep.
0: Right? Yeah. It's, I hear that a lot from clients. And then um, I would say laundry is something. Laundry sucks. Yes, and that's what I hear from my clients.
1: I still think that we should do what you're uh, one of those clients that you said, yes. like have a national nudist day. We can do all of our laundry at once. You don't have to go out in public you don't want to. I definitely will not be. But it'll be nice to know that you have clean clothes. And nothing no will be dirty because you don't have anything on. It's but not a bad
0: idea. Um not. So why might somebody be consistently inconsistent?
1: So um, what I've come to is that we as ADHD brains have an an interest-based brain and not a priority-based brain like neurotypical people do. So we'll stay focused and are consistent on the things that we enjoy. But if you ask us to do something that we like don't have an interest in doing, and it don't want to do. We're not exactly going to be very motivated to doing it because right. that's not how we roll.
0: Right. When uh, when Peyton and I talked about this earlier, um, it was really this idea of like whatever stickiest is what your brain is going to want to go to because you're always looking for that dopamine hit. And when you're doing your math homework or the laundry. Or brushing your teeth, there's no dopamine hit because nothing exciting happens when you do those things. Um, so, what might be, what might be some um, outcomes to being consistently inconsistent?
1: Outcomes?
0: Yes. What might you find out about yourself?
1: From being consistently inconsistent,
0: uh-huh.
1: the islands of competency. Yeah. Okay. Um, islands of competency, which is this idea proposed by Robert B. Brooks, who's a doctor, a some form of PhD person, and it is a metaphor that for parents usually to help their children develop like, know their strengths so then they become resilient later in life, which is helpful because if you have ADHD, you probably don't have the best self-confidence in the world. So knowing your strengths and knowing that you're good at certain things is good for one's one's thing. But when I was doing the research, a lot of it was for children because – it's really something that like you learn in childhood, but that's not always necessarily the case. If you're particularly if you're a woman with ADHD, you won't learn you have ADHD until you're maybe like 30 or something. So
0: Possibly. Or then,
1: then you would like have to figure them out yourself and that's where like support and stuff comes in. But, um, it helps children <clears throat> learn where they succeed so then if they know that like if they fail they know like oh i don't just suck at life because i'm good at these other things you don't have to be good at everything and it helps build confidence and resilience
0: Mm -hmm. Um. we also talked about um when we were talking about your research about the fact that all people have a negative brain bias, but that in people who are neurodiverse, that negative brain bias is really strong, right? So there's mm-hmm. lots of rumination of those own, you know, if a negative teacher says law. something, right? Or, right. So,
1: or children, right? Like, I know teachers didn't necessarily.
0: So, like, if somebody says something to a student, like, you talk too much, or you never get your work done, they really start to own that. And that's the recurring, ruminating thought in their head, right? So they're always hearing the, I never, I, I never get my work done, or I'm always late, or um, I talk too much. Um, what happens if you haven't gotten that support?
1: you have you'll tend to have lower self confidence than someone who would have that because no one's ever been like hey you do really good at this even if like even if you well yeah if no one's ever like supported you like that like telling you the good things that you do and the things that you're good at then you'll just go on believing that You don't, you're not good at anything because we ADHDs are really good about talking down on ourselves and thinking all the bad things. And um,
0: you could also potentially develop anxiety or depression or
1: anger issues,
0: anger issues. um, All those, all those uh, frenemies of ADHD as, as you call them. Um, so what helps somebody build good, uh, resiliency? Well,
1: um, in children, if you, a parent can like let them contribute or what helps influence them?
0: What what helps build, what helps build Build a good. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, well, your personality and your characteristics help um, the people that you surround yourself with. So, like family, school, um, friends, the community, all of that can affect it, or positive or negative, in a negative way, too. Um, sure. But it like helps you create opportunities and teaches you how to solve problems and mm-hmm. make decisions.
0: Yeah. So all that to say that, um, you know, if you find out in childhood and you still get all that support you're supposed to get, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to avoid the, some of the bigger traps that happen to people, right? You might still have anxiety, you might still have depression, you might still have a little trouble being um, self-confident, right? But in general, I would say that clients with ADHD are some of my most resilient clients. They definitely like can take a beating, but keep on going rise to the next occasion. So what can you do? So like, what can you do if you have a kid who has ADHD? Let's start there.
1: Okay. You can encourage them to do things at home or like outside activities from school or in school activities to help build their self-confidence. Um, or the areas where they have or are strengths areas where their strength when they're Yeah. Strong, um you can um let your child make mistakes and then help them teach them how to solve that mistake so then once they're older and they make a mistake they won't be like freaking out not knowing what to do they'll know right. how to fix their mistake instead of you just fixing it for them
0: right? Um, so that's the whole idea between like, <laughs> what's known as like helicopter parenting or lawnmower parenting, which is so helicopter parenting is like, you know, you hover around your kid to make sure, oh gosh, I hope he doesn't make a mistake. Oh no, whatever. Lawnmower parents um, like knock down any obstacles for their child in advance. So there's not even an opportunity for them to fail or make a mistake, right? But Making a mistake when you're eight or 12 or 15 or 16, even, is so much better than, than making a mistake 25. when you're 25, 32, 42, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and there are a lot easier to recover from when you're making a mistake at 12 than when you're yeah. 42. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you? Didn't get to develop those islands of competency, or maybe you developed them, but they weren't pointed out to you as strengths, and you're now an adult, and now you're just trying to figure it out.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, you can find support in other people, like other supportive people. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be family. Um, There are tons of communities out there, like on Facebook and stuff where you can go to the people who have ADHD, and we support each other. Um, You can go to a friend, you can talk to a therapist, or um, you can just, like, surround yourself with supportive people. You can also volunteer somewhere if you have, like, an interest in something, but you to help not build. Really, yeah. To help build it. Cause like, if you don't, if you're not sure that if you like want to do it for like put in money for it, you can always volunteer. Um, or you can start class.
0: What is it? What is it? You said it. <laughs> so I it? just want to clarify. Cause you were, you've been saying like, if you don't want to do it, or if you don't want to put oh, money into it, but interest. it being like something An you're interest. interested in that An you're trying or, to develop yeah, your own, your own islands to is. competency. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just want to make sure okay. people could follow along. Okay.
1: Sorry. Um, or you can, if you know that you have like a deep interest in whatever, you can take classes. You don't necessarily have to go to a four-year college. I know that's not for everyone. It wasn't for me. I know that but um you could go to like community colleges or um like a
0: tech school tech
1: school or um I know I'm not really sure how it works but I've seen ads and sponsorships on YouTube for something called Skillshare so I think like you can do like certain like online classes with Skillshare and there's I'm sure there are other class like things there is you could
0: around. do like something on Udemy which is pretty inexpensive Corsica if you're a little bit more serious about it so it's definitely a way to step stone it up in mm-hmm. seriousness
1: um if you work like I know my I'm pretty sure my work does this but you can get reimbursed for tuition I'm not really sure how it works at my work, but uh, some places reimburse their employees for tuition, which is pretty cool. So if you do choose to go somewhere more expensive, I guess you can get your money back. Um, Or some of it. Or at least some of it. um, You can get a find a mentor in whatever it is that you're interested in or someone who you maybe like look up to or something. Um, or something that plenty of pe- are more people who have like ADHD, I guess, find an interest in maybe uh, is starting your own business because you don't want to work for someone. They to just tell you what to do and are a bossy. But if you start your own business, you can be at the boss of yourself. And that would be actually pretty interesting. I think that'd be cool, but.
0: Right, and there are definitely organizations like a score. There's a place called score. It's a nonprofit organization that's available pretty much in all 50 States, um, that has mentors already in it. Right. So maybe not specific to the kind of business that you're doing. Um, but certainly, um, to like how to build a business or what you need to have in place before you build the business. Right. I would say also, um, places to go to discover your own, um, islands of competency or what they might be would be to, um, talk to a coach or, um, if you specifically want to start a business, a business coach, but there's lots of ADHD coaches out there. I'm a neurodiverse coach so I coach people of all neurodiversities. Um, so either of those kinds of coaches, I would, really stay away. If you have a neurodiversity there from a regular life coach, they're not going to be able to support you in the same way. Um, or at least that's what I hear from some clients who tried that route first. Um, yeah. Anything else? Other thoughts? I
1: don't think so.
0: You don't think so. Okay. I don't
1: know. This was a difficult subject to like, I know I wanted to do this, This was all you. I really liked the name of like the concept of consistently and consistent. It just sounds so cool, but it was like kind of hard to look up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So there's a, there's a learning experience for you. Um, (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ND toolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the Neudiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.